Hi everyone, it's me again, Owen Claire Smith, back at it again with another episode of Anxious Anxious Girls. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm so happy to be back. Um, <laughs> sometimes it's hard to be consistent, y'all, but um, I'm just happy to be here. I appreciate your patience per usual. And I'm really excited for you guys to listen to part two of Broadway's Hard Y'all with Emily Kowachu. If you haven't listened to part one, run on over. Uh, Go back to my last episode and listen to that because we have an amazing, awesome conversation. Amazing and awesome. Um, And this week, we dive a little bit deeper into Emily's life um her childhood her what got her into theater and what she's looking forward to after phantom closes which is closing soon y'all so please go see her she is literally (laughs) i cannot stress enough how talented this girly is but anyway i kind of just want to get right into it i don't have a lot of like life updates. Oh, I'm in a ballet class now, which is fun, but um, I feel like I'll I'll do more self-updates next week. I really want you guys to just enjoy the rest of Emily. Um, and yeah, let's get right back into it. Emily, Broadway's Hard Y'all, part two. I just want to pivot to your life way before your show. Let's go back to young Emily. Have you always performed? What was little Emily up to? Oh my God, little Emily. She's such a cute, shy little girl. So shy. Really? Yeah, I still am shy, but um, I was so shy when I was like eight, nine. Um, And that's when my mom put me in this like community theater thing um in my hometown that's when I started doing shows um first show was um once on this island junior no wait was it was it? no 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 that was like my third show my first show was Oklahoma junior okay yes honey I didn't even know that existed Oklahoma without the shooting without the sex without was there sex in Oklahoma oh without any anything explicit which is is not a lot because Oklahoma is a pretty dark show. Um, I didn't have any lines, but the there was one girl who did have a line in the scene with Ado Annie um, in the ensemble, and she ended up quitting like a week before we were supposed to perform. They needed someone to step up, and I did. You said I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think my line was something about like. Like, I thought you went out with that peddler man. Like, something like that. And I was like... <laughs> right. I was like, this is my moment. Um, and I loved it. And then I did shows there for um, from nine to, like, I was a freshman in high school. So you didn't feel shy on stage i didn't i didn't feel shy on stage i'm i'm kind of the same way yeah i'm like i was so so socially awkward and shy um but i was a beast on the stage a beast. <laughs> we came alive it's like the classic like you know she's a star on the shy street. in the streets and sometimes i feel like that's even like a flex it's like oh you don't know so yeah my first big role was once on the silent junior i played asaka i was the only Girl, black person in the show oh. <laughs> 
It was the one song Silent Junior, yeah, with the everyone. It was about class, so like upper class, lower class, and so everyone else was white. I was the only black person. I played Asaka, and yeah. So okay, did shows. It was like two shows a year with this um, community theater group, um, and then I didn't audition my freshman year of high school for the um, school shows because I was terrified. All these kids did theater, the drama kids. Like I wasn't really a part of that group, and I was terrified. Came in sophomore year, was like, I'm gonna audition. Uh, auditioned for um, what's that show with the two man, two men. And they're both in love with that woman and Secret Garden. Oh, yes. yes. I was like dirty, rotten scoundrels. That's where my brain went. <laughs> two men. <laughs> two men. <laughs> Any <Every> show. show. <laughs> right. Literally every show. Two men fighting over a woman. So I auditioned for that. I got cast as Medlock, who doesn't sing. She's like the maid, too. <laughs> and I was like, I wasn't the only black person, but it was me and this other mixed guy in the, the whole like show. And I played the maid. Okay. I want to yell at them. Oh, look at, I, I bet that theater director feels like a hoe now. <laughs> An absolute. <laughs> um, no, that was, that just like summed up my entire experience in high school. Mm-hmm. It was like, I was the only black girl um, in most situations. Outside of Chicago, right? Outside of Chicago. So like uh, Northwest suburbs, all my friend groups were white. Um, I was always the only, the one that would like kind of permeated you know my growing up and that made that made itself a part a big part of my identity um now that i'm just now getting like i'm like proud of it now like that's who i am that's how i grew up um and that's okay um yeah and i did sports growing up too um i did basketball i did track and field i did those probably up until like my sophomore year of high school. Yeah, I was like a big sports girl who like also left theater on the side giving Zac Efron. Yeah, Troy Bolton. Um, When did it click for you that you wanted to perform at a sleigh level? At a sleigh <laughs> level? That's the best way to say it. Cause it's like, yeah, like perform for real, for real. Yeah. Um, so I do remember there was this one girl who was a year above me in high school who was like the it girl in the drama club, right? She got cast in everything. She was like that girl. She went and did a summer program um, at Northwestern University. It was like a theater, musical theater intensive for like seven weeks. She came back, she was like, I'm gonna do this. Like, I'm gonna pursue musical theater. I'm gonna audition for these schools, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you can do that. Like, So you're, you're, are any of your family performers at all? No. Okay. No one's a performer in my family. Um, my brother and sister kind of picked up like instruments, mm-hmm. um, but then they stopped playing them. I was the only one who liked to sing, who liked to dance. My um, my grandma on my dad's side is like sings at her church, mm-hmm. um, but other than that, yeah, it was only me. I grew up in a family of immigrants who only really believed that you you could succeed by pursuing certain avenues like being a doctor engineer whatever business those were like kind of set in stone and I was good at school too so um when I was like when I was like I want to be a reformer they're like what the but yeah I saw this girl and I was like you can do that for real and she was like auditioning it was her senior year and I saw her like get into all these schools and um I ended up doing the same theater intensive the next year. Going into my senior year of high school, 
And that's kind of when it solidified for me that I wanted to pursue this outside of high school. I wanted to make this my career. And yeah, I auditioned for um, a bunch of schools. I just want to fast forward on to, you know, like you were touching on earlier, you did, you know, it was 2020. When did you book the role? Um, 2021. I got the call in August of last year. Wait, I also just remembered. I, you posted a picture in the theater. Oh, and, yeah. And I, and I was trying to get, I was literally like poking at you. Yeah, okay. I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, um, what does this mean? And you were like, just here for a concert, yeah. hearts. And I was like, me and my friends were like, this is, no, no way. There's no way. That is also a really funny story. Basically, I had been auditioning all summer for Christine, got to like, the very very end sent in so many tapes did way too many auditions and I didn't hear back for like a month um because I guess they were just like making decisions and then all of a sudden I got an email from one of our musical supervisors at Phantom Kristen Blodgett love you Kristen one of the most wonderful people I've ever met um she reached out to me over email asking me to sing at this um concert for a documentary that they made about the touring cast of Phantom. So they made a documentary about this touring cast of Phantom that played during the pandemic. Um, And they they were showing it at the Majestic Theater on like a big screen and they wanted to have like a huge performance where like Adrian Warren performed, Mm -hmm. um, Sierra Bogus performed, um, Ali Ewald, um, a couple other people performed at this concert and they needed backup singers for um, the song. Um, and she reached out to ask me if I would sing backup for them. And I was like, because she had been in all my auditions. Right. She had been in all my callbacks. She was very much a part of that process. Um, and I was like, what the? Um, I was like, why are you asking me? Because everyone who was singing backup had been a part of Phantom before. <gasps> that is so odd as your first and it, it like and so I went to the rehearsal I hadn't I still hadn't gotten the call I went to the rehearsal it was very lovely everyone there was kind of like who is this girl hi like what is your connection to and I, all I said was oh you know I know Kristen Kristen was kind of giving me like cheeky glances <gasps> like during the oh. rehearsal and you know like yeah. and then when I was like you were like okay. I didn't want to say it because I didn't want it to not be true and then be devastated. Um, But in my mind, I was like, that's really weird. And then, so the rehearsal was like on a Thursday. And then the Monday following was the day of the concert. And that morning was when I got the Christine call. The morning of the concert? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, girl. Oh my gosh. I was at home with my roommate Maggie. Um, Got the call, was in shock and um hung up i was like i went out to the living room and i was like i just got off the phone with my agent and i just got christine and she was like what and i was like yeah oh. and it was just like and then you literally just went into that concert and you're like hi guys i literally was like <laughs> <laughs> like tucking my hair around my ear a future member yeah literally and like i didn't know who to tell 
because like I didn't know if I could tell anyone at that point so I was kind of like sitting you know because we had a rehearsal that day before the concert that night so I was kind of sitting like looking around Kristen came up to me we shared like a huge hug and I was like oh my god and then I remember going out to lunch with some of the members who were singing and they were like so what yeah what is your connection to this and I was like I mean, to be honest, I'm, I'm going to play Christine <laughs> when it comes back. And they were like, what? And I was like, yeah. Um, and then, yeah. And then I started telling them, like, more people there. Um, and so, as I said, Sierra and Ali Ewald, who both played Christine in the past, were both in that concert. Mm-hmm. So after... After the um, we performed, I got to meet them. Um, they like ha- like had me tour the whole place. Like they led me around the whole theater, like showing me oh. everywhere. They pulled me up to the Christine dressing room. I met my dresser Natalie. I think I think that's when I met Natalie. Um, but yeah, it was just like a whirlwind of a day because it was that event wasn't about me, but it felt like the whole world was like in my hand in that moment. And like here I was singing back up for these stars. So you weren't, I'm putting two and two together. You were not lying. You were like, I'm literally doing a concert. I literally, when I posted that, that was the Monday after I found out. Mm, I posted that. I was like, (laughs) yeah. Um, so have you been dating anyone? Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, let's just get let's right, just in get right into the, it. The, the final, you know, few questions. I just want to like kiki and have fun. So okay. have, you, have you been dating or is that impossible with your schedule? Um, it's possible if you want it to be possible. <laughs> As I said before, like you get tired after shows. It's very easy to like sit back and stay at home. Um... But I was, I'm 25, I was 25, 26 in New York City. I want to date. I have, I have been dating. I do date um, people. (laughs) (laughs) I do date. Yeah, it's, it's been an up and down roller coaster. You know, the weirdest thing has been in the past year of dating after having the show is like, like, because I have like, I have Hinge. And so it asks you for your occupation on Hinge. So I say actor. Then it asks where. And I say Broadway. I do say that. I think if I check now, I think I took it off because it got to a point where I was like, I don't really want that to be my leading thing. So, Mm -hmm. but for the time, um, (laughs) like, it was just interesting getting messages and being like, so like what? So like what is Broadway like? Yeah, yeah. Like what do you what do you? And then having to like tell them, and then being like, oh my god, or like telling them at the date, and then them asking all these questions about it. And I think I just I don't know. I feel weird about it. I don't <laughs> I don't want someone to fangirl over me when I'm trying to get to know you as like a human being. Right. Have you um, been on Raya? <laughs> yeah. So I Raya. Hey girl. Because I was I was just talking to Mackenzie about this because I was like I was like, do I deserve to be on Raya yet? No, but I I just like want that for me. No, I've I've recommended a few people. Okay, great. I'll I'll hit you up. Yeah, it's it's really funny. Like, yeah, you really do see some celebs on there. But you prefer Hinge. I like Hinge because I like I like talking to like normal people. Mm -hmm. Um. Mariah's cool. It's really hard to match with, like, I feel like you have to be, like, Instagram model hot. Exactly. Or, like, a star to, like, match with them. So my matches are not that great on Mariah, <laughs> to be 
quite honest. So I don't really go on there that much. Also, you have to pay for it. I know. That's that's the thing. It's like, is this... It's $20 a month. It's a lot to pay. It gives me like sorority vibes. Yeah. It's like you already have to like be on a wait list to get in and yeah. then you have to pay yeah, for it. What? Girl. So we'll we'll figure that out for me because I'm yeah. a, a single queen ready to mingle. But um, yes. okay, I want to ask you about your fashion so you said you loved thrifting yes honey um where do you go can you like tell me literal specific Specific places places. so i can listen to this back and know (laughs) where to go yes okay so i i live in williams east williamsburg so i usually go around there um there's a beacons closet down the street for me there are about three or four l trains in my area l train is a great thrift spot you just have to really like why was i like thinking of the train i was like okay there's trains near here there's multiple l's This is how little I know. This is how little I know about (laughs) anything Brooklyn. I'm like, where is that? Honestly, yeah. Like, I feel like Brooklyn has like, and I know like people love to say, oh, Brooklyn, like whatever. But it really really does. It really does have like a a lot of great thrift like spaces. I just. I literally just remembered. <laughs> I just remembered I was on the train the other day and I was riding with Penn Badgley, if you know who that is. Oh, we were going stop. into Brooklyn. I People have seen him on like trains and like just living normal life. He was I eating an acai bowl. <gasps> but anyway, he's a Brooklynite. Anyway, um, you were saying, wait, I'll train. What else did you say? Um, there's a couple. There's a lot in Brooklyn. Um, I also really like Awoke Vintage. That's in Williamsburg. Um, Bedford Vintage. Um, yeah, that's mostly and Depop. I go on Depop a Depop. lot. So you shop primarily like thrift. Primarily, yeah. I think that's the a. It's obviously the best all around, most sustainable, yada yada. Also, I think of you. I think of the people who have the cutest fashion sense, like. Truly, my two roomies, they thrift all the time. You, thrifting seems to be where it's at. I need to stop going to Target and start going to... Because it's like, I want like pieces that like are unique. Like, I don't want to wear like the same Zara outfit that everyone is wearing. Like Oh, yeah. And Zara's just... It's like grown up Forever 21. Yeah, it really tries to be that girl. But she likes... She's really not that girl. Completely. Okay, last two questions. What are you most looking forward to about your time after the show? I'm so... I'm so excited to like have time. I think that's the biggest thing. Rest of my body, rest of my mind. Mm-hmm. Stop doing the show for mm-hmm. an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I'm excited for just for like the future. I don't know what it holds right now, but I'm excited for what's what's to come. Um, to re-enter the space of the unknown is kind of it's exciting exciting. like the world is at your fingertips yeah i can like and i can go home whenever i want to i kind of i want to like leave i always say this i'm like i'm gonna leave and like go backpack and travel the world but like you should i really want to like take time and like take a month and like just go somewhere where would you go if you could go to any country that you've never been to where would you go uh, there's so many. I think I want to do like a European trip or I want to go to like New Zealand. You guys, New Zealand and Australia. I'm obsessed. And just sit and look at the freaking scenery. It's so far. It's so far. Away. That's what's crazy. Yes. Yeah. I want to leave. Just like 
go far and be free be in like a different culture too yeah america's so exhausting she's she's tiring she is exhausting okay my final question for you um what advice would you give to anxious anxious girlies out there who want to follow their dreams but struggle with getting in their own way um i would say that if you struggle with anxiety or whatever um think about it like this you only you really only have this one life you only have this one life and you are as young as you're gonna get so the mistakes that you make now will not matter in 20 30 years i promise you no one will remember when you cracked in that audition no one will remember when you fell flat on your ass (laughs) in that scene just go for it do it like and do it loudly do it proudly and worry about the consequences later because you're gonna have amazing memories and um nothing is really that deep no one is ever thinking about you like that no one really cares cares. everyone is thinking about themselves no one cares literally (laughs) you will be fine just do whatever you want to do trust yourself that's like 10 different life lessons no (laughs) this was an amazing amazing conversation i feel like genuinely so inspired i was honestly in kind of a poopy mood today and you just truly like what an amazing conversation you are an inspiration to me and i know many girlies will absolutely eat this podcast right up because you are you are like seriously you're amazing i'm so happy that you came on i'm happy to be here thanks owen i sure hope you guys enjoyed this episode i had such a blast please go follow emily on instagram at emily kawachu go see her in freaking phantom i'm going with my friends this week and i'm thrilled emily watch out we're gonna be lunatics in the audience um it was just such an amazing conversation with emily i'm just so thrilled um go follow me on my instagram shameless freaking plug at owen claire smith follow the aag podcast and please please share this on your stories on your insta stories share this wherever you share things so that more people can hear this these awesome conversations thanks so much y'all and with that we're we're anxious 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 girls girls.